0: Hello and welcome to the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast with me, your host, Doug Burton. I'm an artist and educator in the creative arts. Each episode will be a short conversation with a participating artists considering their work, intentions for the show and anything that emerges in between. The Wonderland Exhibition will take place from the 1st of July to the 5th of August 2023 at the Tremonier Sculpture Gardens in Cornwall the exhibition shows new sculptures from the southwest about landscape and walking from members of the Royal Society of Sculptors, with assistance from Penzance-based writer Martin Holman. Hi Mark Richards, it's uh, great to have you join me here today.
1: Hi there, Doug. I
0: was wondering if we could start with uh, my initial question I've been asking everyone about um, when you visited Tremonier, what your initial thoughts and maybe feelings were to to the place and did it have any sort of initial ideas for you?
1: Yeah, when I first went there, which is not with the the main group of people, um, I I know you had a couple of visits there, which um, looks like a lot of fun. Um, I went there with just one other person. And um, I, I don't know whether that would have created a different experience, but but it it meant that um, there was a lot more wandering to do um on my own or almost and so i don't know whether that 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 changed the things that i became aware of the fact that i was i wasn't with a, a group um i've only just thought of that actually and and i think that now you've asked that question because what's what came out of it will for me the thing that struck me um most about as obviously the gardens great and et cetera. Et cetera. and um uh, but I think you've covered that. It was the, f- the fact the pilgrimage route runs right through it. The Saint Michael's Way runs from um, up on the coast. I think it, I think you pronounce it Leiland, um, and then runs down to Saint Michael's Mount through the Tremonier Sculpture Gardens. And so, that basically, as far as I was concerned, that was that was the main impression I took away from the place was this ex- was the fact that this this ancient path going back to the medieval times ran through this. And just to elaborate on that, when I was um, I studied art history for a while at Manchester University, um, before I started being a sculptor. And, and and one of the things I studied there was was medieval architecture and, and the, the, the the and the pilgrimage churches running down through the Camino down to Santiago. And that was one of the areas of study. In fact, I think I wrote a paper on it at the time. I can I remember nothing about it. But um except that I was intrigued by the idea of these people walking in the medieval times, these extraordinary distances and the devotional aspect of that. So that's what struck me.
0: That's really interesting. And um, do you think that the you mentioned the devotional aspect? And do you think that has sort of uh, led to your thinking so about your work for the show? I was wondering maybe if we might lead into that, what, what your proposal, what you're working on now for it?
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, it's, it's, it's a devotion, not, not in the way that I expected the idea to, um, develop. But the first thing that came into my mind when I started thinking about pilgrimage and my own experience of pilgrimage was, um, or the second-hand experience of it in this case, uh, was, um, when I first moved to London, which, so that would have been after, after the art history. And I came to London to study sculpture. I used to, I, I used to go, when I was at Oxford Street, I used to see this guy walking up and down Oxford Street with a big, big banner. Um, like a placard and it was all about lust and protein and he had this you know, it turns out that he had this kind of um this idea that 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 lust was the um the source of all evil and that the source of all lust was protein so he thought well, if you stop eating protein then you would stop being so lusty and therefore the world would be a better place you know i, do, I mean i can't argue with that i don't know i haven't looked into it that deeply or um and or done any done any field work on that at all um the um but it struck me as I just thought, well, what a you know, what a great thing to do. He walks up and he apparently did it every day for twenty, every working day for twenty-five years. He walked up and down with this thing. And and I just thought, well, actually, that's what he thinks. And he's put it up on a placard and he wants to share it, share what he thinks with the world. And I don't think it really deserves much scrutiny from the scientific point of view, a sexual point of view, or anything. Um, I just think the fact that he did it was great. So I I thought, well, actually what what would I put on a placard and walk around and do and um so i spent about i tried all sorts of things and you think if you're trying to think about what would you write on a placard and then walk up and down oxford street with it what do you believe in that much um that, that you can you can sort of wrap up in one sentence or one slogan it's really tricky so that was for me was the journey was really just coming up with that right and what I so what I'm doing actually I'm doing in a couple of days' time i'm going to um well the plan is to go to Oxford street and do a walk with a placard oh, this wow. is effectively the this is effectively the pilgrimage so i've made um uh i mean just to elaborate on that I was also caught the tail end you don't see so many of them now but on um in high streets around the country you used to see these guys with sandwich boards on they were often veterans or or, or, or men of the road um you know, who'd possibly fall on hard times or were just short of cash. Uh, they um and they would walk up and down with these sandwich boards on advertising local shops and local services. And I used to think that um there was something kind of you know, I like I like the you know, I liked the idea of, you know, you need a bit of money, you just get up and walk up and down a, a street to get some money. And I, I like that. So I remember those guys and they were almost all men, very clearly. And they were often often elderly men. Um and that was that struck me as something that that um and I, I can't really elaborate on that except that they made an impression upon me so what I've done is i've had some um sandwich boards made which um are with a kind of mast on so one it's the the back the backboard has a has a kind of um uh, has has two sections it's got a sort of ground floor and a first floor on it, and then the the front one is is just like a tabard and i've um so what I've done is on the on the main sandwich board on on, on the the high one on both sides i've written the i've written the a sentence the slogan which is live simply so we can all simply live which is an elaboration of something i heard when i was in a i went to um i had a spell when i i i I visited quaker meetings a lot around the country and i heard this once it was a i think they phrased it slightly differently and i think it may have come from gandhi I, i don't know but um, it is definitely, it isn't an original slogan, but I've adapted it slightly to fit uh, what I feel. And, um, and I've had that translated into 40 different languages, which are then, um, written on the, on the boards. So I've got 20 languages on the front and 20 on the back. And that's my slogan. And you're f- very free to ask me about why that slogan.
0: Well, no, I mean I think what I'm more interested in is um I mean we should say that, that it was uh Stanley Green um that we're referring to back, back Stanley in Green, the day yeah. That yeah. you would have seen. Yeah. And um and that sense that uh it, his slogan um around protein and and I mean it was almost like it became like a, a manifesto. Um but for yourself, this proclamation you've got and it's going to be translated into 40 different languages, uh, do you see it as you know there's almost something um religious about the pilgrimage, obviously, you know, but you starting in Oxford Street, but then there's something here about the the proclamation, the sort of almost uh uh saying something to the world like you want to ch- change it in some way is is that some part of your thinking here with this in, in you mean this change do
1: you mean change sorry do you mean when you say change it, what do you,
0: uh, well, you not you uh, changing changing the world as in you know
1: you mean preach uh, you mean preach?
0: Well, yeah. I suppose that's, that's another religious byproduct of this. Or so I'm not.
1: I suppose there is. There is. It's always going to. It's always going to be open to that accusation. And I would think of that as an accusation. I. I think it's more a note to self. Yeah. About. I mean, the reason it's in different languages is obviously doesn't really tie in with the fact that it's a note to self because I don't speak any of those languages. Um, So there is an element of community. There's a communicative element to it. But then I am walking up and down Oxford Street, which is um uh, which has nationalities from all over the world. So there is obviously an element of of telling people what my note to self is in as many languages as possible. But and and it's it's one I I mean I went through a, I, I tried all sorts of slogans and I thought actually that just sound a bit wanky and a bit preachy and a bit bloody pious and and um and actually nothing quite fitted. And then this sort of felt. And it's, and it, what it, I suppose what it comes down to is that, you know, I think it's really tricky living in the world in, sorry about that, not then, living in the world at the moment in, but being quite comfortable in it. I think it's quite hard to, you know, that we're in a system that, that seems to, um, you know, to create more inequality than, and yet, you know, how can you, how can you, you sort of mitigate against, you know, our, our system is set up in order to, to 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 use to use greed in order to create growth. Greed, of course, is you know is is, is weaponized in in a way that you know I don't I think greed is we're all greedy in in all sorts of ways um i'm not um this isn't a preachy thing i'm just as greedy as the next person but i think i think we can but it's really hard to and it it can be an energy for things it's very hard to mitigate against greed by legislation or changing things it's really hard and every time i try to come up with some answer to it all i come back to is that legislating is really hard to, to do and it has to come down to personal morality at the end of the day but actually i've just got to stop. I sort of don't give a toss about other people than me. I love love other people. I can't. I'm not going to tell them what to do, or even try to make people feel bad about their own choices. I think that's up to. So for myself, I just think that if I could just try to maybe not, you know, just 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 take what I I need, not what I want. And which is, I know it's a cliche, but it's I think it's important and just to just to simplify life because that's all I can do is actually not use as much as I did or I'm inclined to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. These are very um relevant and themes in the world that we're we're currently living through and 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 trying to understand that. So I, I understand that part of it. I think one thing I do that is making me think about this is how much you, Mark Richards, are embodying as a physical object this billboard the sandwich board construction i'm kind of almost imagining what it's going to be like to see either images of yourself with this on or 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 even if we see a performance um at times with it and could you say a bit about um your uh sense of your creative language is is within the the figure as uh, and sculpture and and is 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 there a really interesting interplay there between you know what you've been doing in your career as a sculptor and then this performative aspect? Is there something there that also might sort of come out of this?
1: I think there's yes the idea of a living sculpture in in one sense um I think is what I think you're referring to, and yeah, this is definitely a transitional time for me if i'm if I want to be sort of slightly um aggrandize it so that it feels like it's this time in my working life uh, and my creative life, I suppose. It, it feels like a time to be just following my instincts and my nose and seeing what happens as a result of that. So in one sense, I've noticed in the, in the, I don't know whether this is deliberate or not, but that probably what well, it wasn't deliberate. So I, I was not really, really thought about it beforehand. But the, I've made the sandwich boards quite large. So I'm quite small in comparison with, with them. I, I see them disappear when I have photographs taken. Um, they're quite big and, and, and quite heavy as well. Yeah. So when I'm, I, I look quite diminished when I'm wearing them. Um, but also as a sculptural point of view, see when I, the reason I, I wanted it as a mask as well as just the sandwich boards is that when I've, when I've done my walking and, and, and things with them, I can, um, I, can, if you take them off, they stand as a sculpture. So it stands, it stands higher than, um, my height. So it's, a, it, it has a presence without me in it. So there is, it's a record of a journey as much as anything. So really, my piece for the show is going to be the sandwich board, um, and 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 possibly some photographs uh, that's associated with where I've been with it. That's really yeah, my yeah. little pilgrimage. It's my pilgrimage for really. My my little, my very small sort of pilgrimage based on what I've seen. I suppose it is modest and comparatively also... and, and comparatively <laughs> painless. <laughs> I'm glad to I... say.
0: And it's also transformational, you know, in the way that you're describing it there. It's interesting to see that, um, you know, pilgrimage, you talked about starting points, end points, uh, you within it, and then you and then the sandwich board existing as without you, but having presence. So it's an interesting transformational aspect about that, about creative process that we're touching on here as well. Don't you think that that's a, a, a part of this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I mean, I've spent my working life knowing exactly where I should, where a piece has got to get to, to be completed. And what's really good about this, what's interesting to me about this and what's I'm, thrilling to me in lots of ways is that I have no idea what, the, how the piece will develop as it's going along. So not only has it a a sort of forward actual motion, it has a kind of creative forward motion With with, without a goal. So, you know, there is no Santiago at the end of my little pilgrimage.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I I think it's been fascinating talking about this with you, Mark. Thanks so much for giving us insight. Um, And we look forward to seeing it at Tremenier in the beginning of July. Great. Look
1: forward to seeing you then.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please click subscribe. You can learn more about the artists in this exhibition through social media, their websites and online at the Royal Society of Sculptors.